Hello, everybody. I'm super excited to be here today and to share this episode with you. For those of you who are trying to find a location, I want you to know that I am right there with you when it comes time to finding a location for your preschool, your micro school, your learning pod, your tutoring center, your learning center, your community, the thing that you are building. I know that you're thinking, if I build it, will they come? Where are the people actually going to come? I see it. I know it. I know you have a dream and I know now you need to find a location and God says go take over the land so whatever is holding you back this could be the one that the one thing that's holding you back is this location so today I'm going to give you tips for finding a location I'm going to share with you my struggles I'm going to share with you what I've learned I'm going to share with you my journey I'm going to hopefully get you out on the streets looking and also encouraging you to have fun with it because I know what you're thinking. Where do I do this and how much is it going to cost and what are the what are the laws and what are the different red tapes that I'm going to have to go through? Well, that we're going to tackle today in this episode. So let's get into it. Welcome, teacher, to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. Okay, guys, this is a fun one. This is a question that I get asked all the time about location. It's always about what about my location. And I love doing this during my coaching sessions with my clients because we really get into some nitty gritty. I actually get emails about this as well. I actually received an email from someone who was asking me about whether or not she should invest the money to remodel her house or go find another location for her dream school. And this is a very great question. My husband, he has a painting business. He also manages a painting business for another company. He deals a lot with subcontractors. He deals a lot with just remodeling of homes. And so this is a really great question that we often get from others. We also get a lot of questions about going and and leasing a building. This is really important. Knowing your location gives you such clarity over how to market your business because people want to know, where am I going to send my kids? So I know what that's like to not know where you're actually going to have your location because that's where we are right now. If we want to continue to grow and serve the people who are on the wait list, we have to get another location. But we are at the mercy of our economy and the place where we live. We know that in order to have the amount of students that we have or or have and want to have, that we're going to need a larger location. We are also very firm believers in children being outside, doing a lot of outdoor nature-based learning, hands-on learning. And so 
finding a place, say, in a strip mall is not going to be the best place for our market of people that we serve. It might be yours, but it's not for us. And there's just a lot of factors that go into getting a location because of pricing as well. So this is something that we work with with our client coaching clients. And when I say we, I mean my husband and I, because every time I have a coaching client, every time you sign up for a coaching session, you could either do the clarity coaching, which is where most people start. And then we move into you getting a program with me where we go through several steps of building your business and we build it out for you over the course of several coaching sessions. But my husband goes through this with me. You fill out a coaching form. So whenever we first meet with you, we know exact answers of where you are, where you're going, so that whenever we meet with you, we have a lot of strategy to put into place. And a lot of this does go back to location because it is a cost and it is a factor, but it's fun. And I want you to have fun with it because I also know it's like house hunting and it can feel like a daunting task, but house hunting also has a lot of possibilities and a lot of excitement that goes along with it. Now, you guys know, I'm going to go over with you different ways that you can look at finding a, a location. I'm going to give you five options, but I want to share with you my journey and some obstacles that I've had so that you can just know that you're not alone. One is that we are in a house now. I'll keep this short because you've heard, if you've been with me for the longest, we've been in my house this entire time. We have 17, we used to have 18 students, one moved away um, in the middle of the year. And then we have students along with parents that come and volunteer and, and teacher assistants. So I have on a given day, 20 or more people in my house and we share one bathroom. Now, I started out with eight kids and then I moved to 12 kids and now I have 18 or 17 students. So uh, we have grown and I don't live in a mansion, as I've said before. We have seen that you can do really big things in small places, as I've said before, and we've saved a lot of money, but we have been on the search for this dream home for years, to be honest with you, for years, not like in the past year, for years. But where we live, it's very expensive. Um, the housing is very expensive here because everybody wants to move to Florida and you pay for the sunshine here. So we also know that we are at the mercy of the type of land that we have here in Florida, where we live. It is very hard to come by even half an acre and we want at least an acre. If we could do more, we'd have to move out way into the country, which would affect our clientele. So those are some things that you have to keep in mind as well. We also know that we could go rent a church, we could go rent a commercial building, but it does have to align with the vision that we have for our school. And it also has to align with our mission and our beliefs and the amount of space that we have and the amount of opportunities that our children have to be outside. That's something that we real that's a pillar of our school is that children have a lot of time outside they get a lot of fresh air they get a lot of space to move and they do outdoor learning based nature based studies so us having a house with it's always been a dream to have a house where the school is in the backyard but we also know it's a big investment we know that it is a commitment and we have put bids on houses if you listen to my last episode about my setbacks and the things that I've had to go through, I share in depth about putting offers in on homes and we thought that those were the homes and they ended up not being and having honestly post-traumatic stress disorder about it because it was so sad. We saw the school there. 
We thought it was the one and it just slipped out of our fingertips. It was so sad, you guys. It was heartbreaking. And so we had to stay another year where we are. And what is the biggest fight was last year during the peak of the economy and everybody hustling to get a location and fighting and bidding and, you know, racing to get to the open houses and the cars lined up. And, and we're like, this isn't just a house for our, for our family. This is house, a house for our dream. It's for a house for, to, for the school. And we wrote these happy letters and it's like people were just, so they just saw dollar signs. And then we went to a church and it seemed like it was going to be perfect. But there were some things with the church and some belief systems that they had that we knew that those things would be very apparent once our students got on campus. They would also be very apparent to our families. And I felt as if we were having to go through the spirit of compromise. And we reached out to my mother-in-law. My husband had a dream also before we went and looked at this church. And so God was giving us signs that although it looked perfect, although it looked beautiful, although it looked like it was going to serve all of the needs that we have, it actually was not where we were supposed to be. We've went to homes before that we thought were going to be the one and they had lighthouses in them. And I thought, oh my God, this is the house. It's lighthouse learning and it's got the land and it's got the slab in the back for the, for the school to be built. And it it slipped out of our fingertips. There was another house that we went to that had the second house we went to that actually had like a little separate building. It had lighthouses. And I was like, oh my gosh, what's God trying to tell me? Because our school's lighthouse learning. This must be the one. But it just didn't sit well with me. So I've seen it before where it looks like there's this place and it seems attractive and it looks awesome. And it's like, I don't know, something's not setting well with me or it just doesn't come to play. With this being said, we have had to sacrifice doing this in our home. And at first it didn't seem like a sacrifice. At first it seemed it was perfect. And the second year it was well, it was good. But I still had to sacrifice the dream of always wanting it to be outside of my home and having that little schoolhouse in my backyard. I've always, over the past couple of years, I've had to sacrifice that dream. I've had to put it on hold, but I know that God is faithful and I know that it will come to pass in his perfect timing. So we've sent out destination location letters. I shared with you that we made 50 destination location letters that's actually a form that you get in our business bundle which is 20% off right now so you can head on over to www.teachersletyourlightshine.com slash shop you can grab the business bundle all the documents that are in there you can snag that get your destination location letter change it to whatever fits your needs and then you can start sending them out we send those out to churches to community centers and we've sent them to the people that we are hoping will potentially put their house on the market and sell it to us we went last week and I shared this in my last episode and we were so excited we I spent the, I spent like 30 minutes tweaking my destination location letter my husband and I we folded them all up we put them in envelopes we put dear neighbors with a smiley face and we put a fun little sticker that closed the envelope. We were excited. We're like, we're going to get that house. Woo, get that house. My husband and I were dancing all over the house. It was Super Bowl Sunday. We're like, woo, this is going to be awesome. We're going to get on our bikes. We're going to go ride. It was the windiest day ever, which was like not the perfect day to do it. But who cares? We were going to fight against opposition, as I talked about in my last episode. And so we were like, okay. We were dancing around the house. My daughter's in her bedroom. My other daughter's in the living room. They're just like, what are mom and dad doing? We're like, we're going to go get that house. Come on, we're going to get that 
house. We're all excited. We go up. We decided we weren't going to get on our bikes. We were going to get in our truck. We were going to have our bikes. We were just going to do this by foot. And I come across someone for the very first time. And I hand him my letter and was just like, hi, sir. I explained in my last episode that he really just chewed me out. He thought that I was with a realty company, told me to stop harassing him. He told me that he's never going to sell his house, that his wife's a realtor. He's going to file a complaint from whatever company I'm in. And he just wouldn't even give me the time of day. I'm like, no, sir. I just wanted you to know that I, it's just my husband and I, if you're ever interested in selling, he's like, you guys need to get off my property. It was just, I was like, oh my God, I'm done. I can't do this. This is the same location where we had put the house, the offer on the house last year. So my husband was looking at me. He was so happy. And he told me, he was looking at me all happy because he had went and dropped a letter off somewhere else. And when I say drop a letter, we're not knocking on doors. We're, we're tying a rubber band to the doorknob with the letter in an envelope. We're like rolling it up, tying it, you know, wrapping a rubber band around it, wrapping it around the door. And we're not opening people's mailbox. We are dropping it off and we happen to see them outside. If we get the nerve, we hand it to them. Well, I didn't, I had the nerve and I'm like, I'm never going to do that again. I'm just going to drop it off and let God do the rest. And so I felt super defeated. I felt just out of my league. What am I doing? I need to stop this. My husband's like, get back in the truck, get yourself together. We are going to drop this off. Do not let him throw you off course. We are meant to do this. Let's go. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. I, I'm serious. Like I, I want to run. I want to hide. I don't want this anymore. I can't, I don't think we're called to this. I don't think God wants us here. And if he doesn't, he doesn't, but at least we tried. So we did this. We dropped it off at 50 houses and I even met some lady who was like, oh no, honey, I'm never going to sell my house. As a matter of fact, if another house comes open in this neighborhood, I'm going to buy that one too. And I shared in my last episode how it made me feel so unworthy. It made me feel like maybe I'm not meant to do this. Maybe I'm not supposed to get a house. And then it leads you into all these weird feelings and just doubts and where where am I supposed to go and God do you even want this and then I'm like I'm sorry God I know I know that you have a great plan for me I just hope that I see it I hope that I see it and I hope that I see it in your timing just give me the faith to keep going and to not stop and so my point is we're doing the best that we can and you are too you've got the destination location letter if you're looking for a house go put it on their doors if someone rips you a new one, then just be like, okay, they happened to McKinsey too. Just keep on moving. And you might go through these bouts of feeling unworthy, feeling ashamed, feeling embarrassed, feeling like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this just happened to me. Should I even do this? Just know that it happened to me too, but I kept going and I didn't want to. <laughs> I had to have someone beside me be like, no, get up. Let's go. Um, the second thing that we've been doing for a location that I highly recommend if you're not going to do it out of your house or you have no desire to do it out of your house is to make a list of churches. Now you want to make not only a list of the churches, but you also want to write out the phone number and then you want to call them. After you call them, you want to ask them about, you know, their plans and if they are interested in offering a space for you to, and then tell them what service you're providing and then after you speak with them, I highly recommend that you send a follow-up letter or an email and a thank you card for taking the time to speak with you. Because even if the answer is no, they could open it back up at a later time for you. So following up is very, very important. Number three would be a strip mall. 
And this really just depends on your vision. Again, that's not for me, but I know that there are many others who they might have a learning pot or they might have a tutoring center. And that is an incredible place to start out at. If you have a strip mall, if there's, if you're looking at any type of time that children might be with you for an extended amount of time, I highly recommend that there's a place where they can like step out and play. But if they're only there for you for like an hour to two hours, then that wouldn't be necessary. So a strip mall would be a really great place for you. I know that there are some like that here where I live and they serve a different population, but that could absolutely be the best place for you. So you want to make a phone call. You also want to make sure that you understand who is in charge of that building and if there's any place for lease. You can actually even just go to the places that already have businesses there and ask them to give you some more information on who you can contact. The fourth act, the fourth idea is to find someone in your community, a community center, like a gymnastic studio, a dance studio, any type of gym, any type of community center that maybe is not used that much throughout the day or if they have separate rooms that they would be willing to rent out to you that would be incredible because they typically have a lot of space for children to run and plan so that would be a really great option if you're going to have students for a longer amount of time the next idea would be to look at look at an outdoor area that you could potentially use for time sake. Now, again, this wouldn't necessarily be for an extended day of learning or might be you learn somewhere for a couple hours and then you go to this other place for, let's say, another two to three hours. Um, This works really well if you have a bushcraft program, if you do a lot of outdoor learning, nature-based program where you learn indoors for a few hours. So you might have the capacity to learn indoors for some at a place or your house or another location and then spend the other half of the day outside at either a park that's gated, a place that has a pavilion, an outdoor area, a nature area, a park, conservation area, someone's big backyard. If you know of anyone who's got a barn or an extra space in their backyard that they may not use, you never know. Like be on the lookout for a place to be like, what is that old abandoned building? What is that right there? And start making a list. That's the most important thing is that you are aware. And two, that you make a list. And three, that you actually contact someone. And four, you follow up. Okay, so number one, awareness. Number two, make a list. Number three, contact them. And number four, follow up. So this could be in a place that you could have like never in your life even thought of. Just as you're driving, pay attention to what is around you. Maybe there's an old abandoned building, abandoned building. Maybe there's like this place is kind of offset behind someone's house and you're wondering what that's used for. Start asking questions. And then I actually said there were five. I'm going to give you another one. There's actually going to be six here. And that is to potentially maybe think about buying a place. Someone mentioned this to me. They, they bought a house. Um, this was after the market crashed um, way back in, you know, 10 years ago, but they, thought about that they found a house that they eventually turned into like a little cottage school and so you might actually want to purchase a small house or a small building someone that I know of she purchased a house it was three bedrooms two bathroom she purchased it and it's got a nice little about a quarter acre yard in the back and she runs a preschool out of it so you might actually find right now that there is a place for sale 
that you could use to actually invest in your business. And then you have your business in a separate location, but you actually own it. So again, let's go over the places. One is your house. You can start out there now. Two is a church. Three is a strip mall. Four is some type of community center or someplace in your community. Five is an outdoor area. And six is to actually go and buy a location. And then most importantly, the, the most important activities are for you to be aware of your surroundings, to start noticing some possibilities. Number two, making a list with their phone number. Three, contacting them. And four is to follow up with them. I hope that this served you well. Please make sure you head into our Facebook group, share with us about your location and tell us what you're thinking of or what you're finding some obstacles with so that we can help you. I know that there's definitely some places that you have to think about with red tape and different laws and things of that nature. It depends on what state you are in. It also depends on how you formulate your business, whether it's an LLC, whether it's non-for-profit, whether it's a private school, all of those will have different implications. So we would have to look at your unique situation, but overall, please let us know where you're at in this journey. And we would look forward to seeing you in our community. That's Teacher Let Your Light Shine Micro School Community. If you need to snag a coaching session, that's www.teachersletyourlightshine.com slash coaching. And to grab your business bundle at 20% off, that's www.teachersletyourlightshine.com slash shop. We'll see you next time here on the podcast and we hope that you keep shining your teacher light. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge, known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.